friends, this is Kristen, and welcome to episode 117 of the show. In today's episode, I am sharing a training from one of my favorite leadership experts, John Maxwell. Uh, and I'm going to be talking about how we can create connections by finding common ground. And I think that this topic is applicable not only in marketing or as in sales, running your business, but it also is very applicable even in your personal life and the relationships that you have with your family and your friends. Let's be honest, uh, the world would go a lot smoother if we all were on the same page, but to be honest, we're never going to be. And so the best way that we can ever create change or inspire action or even just get things done in a more reasonable way is uh, by creating that connection with others through finding common ground. So I'm going to talk about some barriers today that may be holding you back from finding that common ground with someone else and um, give you some strategies on how to overcome that. If you get value from this, all I ask is that you share this. Uh, you can share it to your Instagram stories and tag me at Morris. Let me know what spoke to you most. I'd love to hear from you about any barriers that you're dealing with. I actually share a couple of mine as well in this episode. So hope you enjoy it. Let me know and uh, I'll see you soon. Um, today's training is going to come from John Maxwell. How many of you are John Maxwell fans? If you are, will you drop a yes in the comments below? I'm a huge fan of John Maxwell. Um, I've read several of his books. For those of you that don't know who he is, he is kind of like a leadership guru. Um, I, I'm a huge fan of his because his background is um, Christian leadership, which side note, I don't know if you guys know this about me, but because I was an elementary school teacher for over 10 years, um, but my emphasis was in Christian leadership. I don't know if y'all knew that or not. I guess maybe you got a lot. You learn a little bit new every day. But um, I actually went to a, a private Christian college here, um, local, Charleston Southern University, to earn my undergrad. And um, I, the reason why I chose the school was because it was a Christian school. Um, and uh, I wanted to learn and grow. I was actually feeling called uh, to ministry, which, by the way, I do serve in our local church and work with our kids. And so um, a lot of the courses and things that I took had to do with um, Christian leadership. So my experience with John Maxwell, while it's not like as prevalent or amazing or incredible as some people, um, it goes way back, y'all. It, it goes way back. It goes back to college whenever I was exposed to him in those Christian leadership courses. Um, and, uh, I feel like even now in the place that I am in my life, um, there's so many things to learn. Uh, if you're new to me, I run a business full time, I actually left the classroom a few years ago, um, to do network marketing full time. I'm a professional network marketer. Um, I build a business on social media. How fun, right? Um, I teach people how to live healthier lifestyles and I teach people how to grow a business on social media. Um, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of work, but it's a lot of fun. Um, I get to be my own boss. I get to determine my own schedule. Um, I get to decide what kind of content I put out. Um, very different than how it was whenever I was in the classroom where everybody, anyway totally different story. But John Maxwell, that's where this is coming from, um, from his book called Everyone Communicates, Few Connect. Um, this is a powerful book if you are looking to make connections. If there's anything that I've learned about life is that 
um, what we go through uh, can be a testimony or it can be a way to reach others. Um, I feel like the Lord gives us a lot of different experiences so that we can have an impact on this world. A lot of you follow me because of my health journey. A lot of you follow me um, because you saw what my mindset looked like. Maybe you saw me lose the weight. I don't know. Um, but I've been able to use my story as a starting point to teach people how they can do it too, right? Thank you so much, Amanda. I appreciate you. Um, I know it's interesting that I wore a flowered shirt on the first day of fall. Don't you think that's funny? Um, I thought about it when I put it on, I was like, nah, it's fine. It's still hot outside. So whatever. Uh, but anyway, um, but in the book, it talks about how, um, we, uh, if we want to connect with people, there are certain things that we have to do, right? There are certain things that we have to do. Um, if you want to really make an impact on this world, your goal should be to create a form of connection. Um, and the one way that you can do that is through finding common ground. Okay, um, so I don't know if you guys are introverted like me. I'm a very much of an introvert. This is something that it's, it's a skill set of mine that I feel like I'm trying to grow in. It's a way for me to pull myself out of my shell um, where I don't look like. Because I don't know if you ever if you're stuck up, if you're stuck up. That's not what I meant. If you're introverted, people think that you're stuck up because you uh, you don't want to talk, right? They just think, oh my gosh, but you're really a nice person. That's kind of how I feel sometimes. I'm like, these people, I know that they think, especially if I've met them for the very first time and I don't know you well, I'm like, I really got to get over this like introvertedness. Like I need to pull myself out of the shell so that we can relate, we can talk so that we can, you know, like, right. Um, do I know where I got the shirt? Actually, I think I bought it on an online boutique. I don't remember. I've had it for a couple of years now. Um, but anyway, so uh, when you think about common ground, I want you, I want to give you some relatable things, maybe some, some ways for you to apply this in your own, um, in your own life. So I want you to think about Oftentimes, in order to uh, to reach a, a consensus with someone or to build connection with someone um, by finding common ground, usually you'll realize, man, I need to find common ground whenever you are trying to resolve a conflict with your partner, right? If you've ever gotten in disagreement, it's important for you to reach a consensus. It's important for you uh, to find common ground with one another so that you can reach a solution that works for the best for the both of you, right? Um, maybe even teaching your child. If you guys have children, y'all know what I'm talking about, okay? Um, I have a Sophie and I also have a Riley. Drop your kids' names in the comments below. I would like to see uh, what your kids' names are. But I have two girls. And um, one thing I do know about Sophie Loaf is that she is going to beg for a toy when we go to the store. Anybody relate? Okay. And a lot of times I have to find common ground with her. I have to make a connection with her and go, listen, Sophie, we made it. We made an agreement. If you cleaned your room, then things would go well, but you haven't cleaned your room in a while. And so, um, you know, that was the agreement we made. We had to create common ground, right? Some of you will negotiate with your kid. <laughs> uh, uh, guilty. I've done that, right? Like we've all done that. Maybe, um, if you're in a business where you promote a product, I know I, um, you know, I, I promote exogenous ketones. This is my business. I sell ketones. Um, you have to be able to find common ground. You have to be able to build relatability with the people that you're trying to or intend to reach. Um, if you're leading a meeting or if you're you're coaching people through something, you have to find common ground. Um, if you're communicating in some way, shape, or form, uh, the best way to build that connection is through finding common ground. And so it's difficult, unfortunately, that a lot of us, and I'm talking about myself, okay? I'm talking about myself. I want y'all to listen closely because I'm going to share four barriers with you today 
that might be things that are holding you back from creating that common ground with the people that you come in contact with, whether it's your partner, whether it's your business, uh, your clients, anybody, right? Like in your church, in your job or whatever. Uh, these could be things that could be holding you back, barriers or obstacles that um, will hold you back from creating that connection that you're probably seeking, okay? And so um, you might relate to all four of them. You might only relate to one of them. As I was reading this, I was like, gosh, this is powerful. And it spoke to me, so I felt like I'd share it with you. So um, I want to remind you, though, a lot of times what happened, though, is um, some of us, whenever we are, we're, we, and we do it with the best intention, okay? Um, unfortunately, some of us, we're just... We're focused on ourselves, and it's not in a, like an egotistical way. It's it's that we maybe don't even have an awareness around it. So let's talk about the four barriers to finding common ground. The first one, the first assumption that people make whenever they are finding common ground is that they already know what people want. They already know what people want. Um, so I want you to think about it this way. So I promote exogenous ketones. Uh, my ketones, uh, they do a lot of things, right? Our bodies run optimally on ketones rather than glucose, okay? Most of my clients, when they come to me, they're looking for fat loss, okay? Most people, when they're looking at a ketogenic lifestyle or drinking ketones, let's be honest, most of them are looking for some type of fat loss. Can I, anybody agree with that? Would you, would you say, if you ever hear somebody say, oh yeah, like I follow kind of a low carb lifestyle, you're like, oh yeah, they're going to lose weight, right? Like that's most of the time what happens. However... That can be a hindrance to me growing a business or building connection with my clients because let's be honest, not everybody drinks ketones for fat loss, right? So it would be wrong of me to assume that you, as someone who comes to me for guidance and support, that you're wanting fat loss. Instead, I have to start, and this is, I'm telling you, this has been a shift for me, something that I've had to switch my language where I'm going, what are your goals? What is it that you are trying to, uh, that you're trying to accomplish? What is it that you want? Because oftentimes if we, um, if we look at an example or something, uh, and we just assume, then we're kind of selling ourselves short and there's going to be no connection that's made. I have a story for you guys. Okay. Uh, John Maxwell actually shared the story in the book and I thought it was really, um, really cool. So I'm gonna share it with you guys. He was talking about how there was this woman, she was going traveling. She was in an airport. She went to, uh, the little convenience store that they had in the airport and she bought a pack of cookies. Okay. She bought a pack of cookies and guys share the video if you haven't already, please, 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 um, share the video. Uh, anyway, she bought us a pack of cookies and, um, she sits down she's reading a newspaper waiting on her departure time. She's sitting there she's reading her newspaper and she hears this rustling sound and she looks over and she realizes this guy that's sitting next to her, he's eating the cookies. He pops a cookie in his mouth and she's like, this joker my cookies. And so she leans over there and she's like, well, I'm not going to say anything, but I'm going to like pass off a hint. So she reaches over and she grabs a cookie and she pops it in her mouth. And the guy looks at her like, okay. And then she says a second later, she hears the rustling again. And the guy pops another cookie in his mouth. And she's quite annoyed. She's like, this guy, like what the heck? Before you knew it, they were down to one cookie left in the pack. And she just looks at him and he looks at her and he grabs the cookie and breaks it in half and slides one half of the cookie to her, pops the other half of his cookie in his mouth and walks away. And she was like, the nerve. Hmm. How many of y'all ever been?
been there before where somebody does something and you're like, they got a whole lot of nerve. Okay, that's what she was like. She's like the nerve of him, right? Well, then it was time for her departure and uh, she said she opened up her bag to grab her boarding pass and she looked in and she realized her packet of cookies was in her bag the whole time. Y'all, this woman helped herself to this man's cookies because she assumed... She assumed that they were hers instead of actually really paying attention. What happens whenever we make assumptions, okay? When we make assumptions is that we are not observing. We are not becoming aware of the people that are around us. We are not opening our eyes to what it is specifically that they need. You guys, you cannot build a relationship with people in the room if you don't necessarily, um, if, if, you're, if you're not paying attention to the clues that they're giving you. I want you to think about this for you in terms of, I've already share with my business, right? If I want to serve them, I can't assume that everybody's looking for fat loss, right? I can't build that connection with them. I can't serve them in the best way. Okay. Are you making um, those assumptions with the people that you have in your own life and just assuming that you know what they want, need or feel right? All right. The second barrier to creating that connection um, is arrogance. Okay. Second one is arrogance. I don't need to know what they know, feel or want. I don't need to know it. Now, some of you are probably taking a step back and you're going, I don't think that's me. I'm not arrogant, right? And, and, and to be honest with you, the first time I read this, I was like, mm, that's not me either. But that is actually a form of ego if you don't take a second and look at when those opportunities come up because I promise you that this has happened before, okay? I want you to think about it this way. Arrogant people, if you've ever come in contact with someone who's, who has a level of arrogance, they seldom meet people on common ground because they expect for everyone else to come to them. Okay. This is part of what I do in terms of training our team on how to support clients. Okay. So I want to be very specific about this. So whenever, whenever everyone, when we're building a business on social media, um, people, I know you guys have seen like influencers, right? Online. All right. Most people, whenever they think that people build a business on social media or they become an influencer that they literally just share facets of their life, which they do. They just talk about themselves and then people just come flocking, right? Um, unfortunately, whenever people join the business, a lot of times what they do is they get on social media, they start talking about their product, they start telling their story, and they just assume, again, getting back to the assumption part, they just assume that clients are going to come to them because, hey, I have something that can solve a problem for you. Why wouldn't you come to me? Now, that's probably going to step on some toes of yours if you guys have run, ever done like some kind of side hustle or, or business at home or, you know, anything like that. That might step on your toes a little bit. But unfortunately, the thing is, people are not going to gravitate to you because they only buy from people that they know, like, and trust. And so when you have that level of arrogance of like, you know, um, I don't really have to meet them where they are because I have the answers. They really should come to me. That's going to cut off the connections. This makes sense if it does drop a yes. Okay. You can't build a, a relationship with people in the room if you don't care about the people that are in the room. Of course, you, this is going to take time, right? You have to uh, you have to open your eyes to the to to what is out there. Uh, whenever I understand that maybe even some of the content that I create, if it doesn't build that connection with them, I have to look at that and go, you know. What can I do to make this better so that I can create that um, connection, um, so that I can help my audience uh, get the answers that they need or whatever, okay? 
All right, so then the third barrier uh, to connection is indifference, okay? Now, if you're not, if you maybe you don't, you might not necessarily fall under the category of arrogance. Maybe um, maybe you do every so often. I know I have, and sometimes I do slip into it. These are, these are things that you have to think about um, at different points and different stages of your life or different um, situations as they come up. Uh, but the next one is indifference, okay? The next barrier is indifference. I don't care to know what others feel nor want. Now, not, it might not be that uh, that heavy. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care what they want. Now, it might not necessarily be that heavy, okay? So hear me out whenever I'm explaining to you about this, um, this thing that can hold you back from creating connection, okay? John Maxwell, in the book, he tells a story about a time that he was going to Russia to speak, okay? So John Maxwell, he's a writer, he's a speaker, um, he's a former pastor. Anyway, he does a lot of, uh, of talks and stuff, and he was invited to come to Russia to speak. And this was around the time of the, the fall of the Soviet Union, okay? So there was a lot of, uh, a lot of conflict. Um, it's interesting, whenever I was sharing this, for some reason, Stranger Things popped in my head. Does anybody relate? Um, have you guys watched Stranger Things? We've already been through Stranger Things, like, twice. Um, like, oh! twice um we've gone through the whole season of stranger things we're probably gonna watch it a third time y'all anybody else got stranger things fans anyway um i thought about soviet union and i thought about season two it's what what brought me like there so anyway sorry side note squirrel um but anyway uh he was talking about going to russia and it was around that time and he said um he said that he was trying to figure out a way to create connection okay and I'm encouraging you to think about in your, like, whether you're running a business, okay? Because I, whenever I'm reading this, I am, um, I'm applying this to the way that I run my business, okay? So I want you to think about however this applies to you. But whenever, uh, whenever you, um, sorry, I read something and got sidetracked. Um, whenever you're thinking, I want you to have an awareness around the people that you're trying to reach. Who are you trying to serve? If you serve in your local church, what is it that they need? Okay. Anyway, he was doing that. He was going to Russia and he said, all right, how can I create connection with these people? And he had this idea. He said, my daughter, and she, she actually volunteered. His daughter could sing and his daughter said, I want to go and I want to sing, um, I want to sing a song in Russian is what he said. Thank you so much, Caroline. I appreciate you. I want to sing a song in Russian is what he said or what she said. And he was like, perfect. That's a great way. We can build connection um, because then, you know, she's going to be speaking it or singing it in their language. They're going to love it. So he says that they go over there to Russia and she starts singing and they loved it. They absolutely loved it. Now, there's a quote that says that if you talk to a man in a language that he understands, that will go to his head. He listens, right? If you speak to someone in their language, they're going to listen to you. But whenever you, um, whenever you talk to him in his language, that goes to his heart. He made a connection that day because what happened was people meant, oh my gosh, like this American girl learned to sing a song that's not in her negative tongue just so that she could build that connection with us. How many times have you ever had an experience with someone else before where they've done something you go, man, they considered me? I, like what, what made you think of me in that way, right? Like 
it, it means so much to you. It's like, you know, when people say it's not the thought or it's the thought that counts, right? People, if they give you a gift for no reason at all. How many of y'all love getting flowers on a day that it, it really, there's no like special occasion or anything? Um, I don't know, y'all have to go back and watch. Ronnie brought me some uh, flowers the other day. He's done it two days in a row. Um, and because uh, he knows that it fills my cup whenever he brings something in and it's for no reason at all, right? It's the, it's the fact that, that he thought about something that would fill my need, right? My, that love language that I have. And it was the same thing for, in this particular instance, of his daughter singing in Russian. See, indifference is a form of selfishness, okay? Indifference is a form of selfishness. If you're really just focused on, and, and, and honestly, this is where a lot of us, when we do this, it's not intentional, okay? So hear me out whenever I'm explaining this. A lot of us are indifferent and it's mostly because we're so focused on getting it right or we're so focused on um, or, or checking something off of a box or we're, we're so focused on moving along to the next thing that we forget that we're there to serve, right? And I often have to remind our team this often is that remember why you're here. Remember why you're here. Remember a lot of you decided, you know, you knew that the product worked for you and it did something to you. It, it shifted the way that you thought or it made you feel confident. Remember that why. Because the people on the other side of that screen, maybe even some of you right now, you're sitting there and you're going, man, like I'm in a funk and I, I don't need somebody to sell me something. I need somebody to share with me the, that there's hope out there, right? Like when you become indifferent to that, when overall you're doing a seeking a sale, you're not there to serve, right? It's a whole shift in what we're doing, right? And it's the same way with whatever it is that you're, you're experiencing. If, if maybe, you know, you're serving in your local church, and I, I don't know why I keep bringing that up. Maybe that relates to somebody. I don't know. It does for me because I serve in our church. But you get up there, and maybe you're supposed to, like, speak or maybe do an announcement or something, and your heart is racing, and you're scared half to death, and you feel like, God, I'm not going to be able to do this, Right? We're focusing on ourselves and we're, we're, we're and, and I honestly believe it's a, it's a trick of the enemy where he takes our eyes off who it is that we're intended to serve so that we're focused on ourselves so much that we forget the reason why we're there. Is this making sense? So if we have indifference, it hinders our connection. Okay. If we have indifference. So, uh, maybe, maybe that can develop some awareness in, in what you're in. And, and like I said, it's not something that we all do, um, intentionally or wanting to sabotage people or that we're that selfish. It's that, you know, we're human, right? And we do those things. So maybe just kind of open your eyes to that and go, you know, how can I get better in this area where I'm not necessarily focused on me? Cause let's be honest, people connect whenever you you screw up, right? Like when y'all see me blow it, I don't know what I'm saying. Y'all are like, yep, girl, I, I really, to that I don't know yeah because mm -hmm. it's when you're in that perfect state whenever you never screw up and you show up and you you know you look like it's flawless people go there's no way that I could ever do that right that's that's whenever people go oh it's not yes so like God's using your yeah absolutely the last barrier and this is I'm almost done I've done a lot of talking guys I'm like my throat is dry hold on let me get some water the last barrier to creating connection okay is control all right. I don't want others to know what I know, feel, or want. And I want you to think about this in the way that in leadership or um, in your home. Okay. How many of you struggle to ask for help? Anybody? Anybody struggle to ask for help? Hmm. I rinse all my, my hands and my feet in the air. Oh, I had to ask our team for help this week. And I was like, mm, I don't want to do that. Right? Like, oh, 
Because sometimes when we ask for help, it makes us feel, and I feel like I talked about this last week, when we ask for help, if y'all if y'all missed that, you need to go back and watch the replay, okay? Um, when we ask for help, sometimes it makes us look like we're inadequate, right? Or we're not good enough, or we're a failure, or anything else, right? Yeah? When we don't let people know what's going on, the thing about it is, is that we were created for connection. We were created to be here to complement one another's strengths. Where your weaknesses are, it leaves room for growth for someone else to, to come in and go, hey, let's lock arms, let's do this together, right? It leaves room for you to grow together. The problem is a lot of times in leadership, what happens is that I might know something, but if I don't relay it to the team, it creates this barrier. Do you guys see it? It creates this barrier where we we can't work collaboratively. We can't um, we can't use that collective knowledge. Um, I'll give this specific example. This actually just happened. Okay, uh, so I, I was meeting with our team today. The the one that I asked for help I was meeting with a, a part of the team. A couple of volunteers on the team that said that they wanted to step up and help me. We were problem solving through our jump program. So we have this jump program. We coach our clients 14 days, 14 day, 14 coaches um, of support, uh, tons and tons of stuff. But we want to make it better because we're always looking to grow. And so I was like, I need your help. I need, I need to hear. And so one of the people on the team actually stepped up and she was like, so I noticed that and her brain like works differently than mine, right? Which is how we work. I mean, y'all. Y'all is perfect example when she shared and I'm not going to tell you guys So if you're in the jump program, you'll find out uh, but just know that we work and I'll make it better But anyway, whenever uh, she shared this with me, I was like, oh my gosh I didn't think about it that way Now that we're able to when she brought that forward We were able to take our collective knowledge of me going. This is how we've done it in the past How can we integrate what you know so that we can move forward and make this stronger for everyone? Does this make sense if it does drop a yes? Okay, so if if I well, I'll give you another example. So if I explain maybe maybe like um, uh, let me let me give it to like an, another example that maybe would relate to you guys in terms of like your home or whatever. How many of you have ever um, you've been on like a trip with your kids, right? You've been on a trip with your kids and you are driving down the road and your kids like uh, when are we gonna be there or where are we going, right? Like they ask those questions because kids do that, right? Um, and you, you know where you're going, but your kids don't, right? And maybe they're, or they'll, they'll go, but like, why, why, where are we going? You, if you can equip them with the knowledge, then you guys can work together. That was a terrible example. Ooh. See, this is an example of not being flawless here. Um, let me think of another example, explaining the why and the reason behind it. Okay. Um, y'all know your kids have asked you why like 4,000 times, right? And you get exhausted and tired. Anyway, my point, my point, let's just get to the point because the examples are terrible here. Okay. Um, it helps for whoever it is that you're trying to connect with to understand the purpose, right? It allows them to buy into the vision. If I tell our team, Hey guys, I need help with this, but I maybe uh, I, I need for them to step up in, into some form of leadership or whatever, but I don't explain the why behind it. There's no way that they're ever going to buy in. Okay. There's no way that they're ever going to buy in. I can maybe have all the knowledge in the world about what it is that I do in terms of my health and my mindset. I might know it, but if I don't relay that on to the people that I'm trying to lead, how will they know? Right? Um, there was a story in the book. He actually talks about 
Um, he calls it the mushroom farm lament. Okay. Mushroom farm. So do we all know how mushrooms are grown? If you do, we'll give me a thumbs up. Okay. Mushrooms are, I eat mushrooms. I used to not like mushrooms, but I like them now. Uh, but anyway, we all know that mushrooms grow in not the, the, y'all, okay. Y'all understand where I'm going with it. Anyway, uh, the mushrooms, this is a story told from the perspective of the mushroom. And I want you to think about maybe even if you have employees, if you have people on your team that you're leading, um, if you lead an organization, if you serve and you, you, um, or maybe you are coaching clients or whatever. Okay. I want you to think about it in this perspective. Okay. The perspective is from the people that are being led, right? Okay. The people that are the underdogs, so to speak, whatever. People that are being told what to do, the directive. Put yourself in their shoes. They're the mushrooms. And they say, we feel that we're being kept in the dark. Every once in a while, someone comes around and they spread manure on us. And when our heads pop up, they're chopped off and then we're canned. How many of you have felt that way before? How many of you have felt that way in a meeting or you show up and you're there to serve, right? You're there to help. You're there to contribute. Could even be with your partner, right? Like you're like, I'm going to help this person. I'm going to do this. You go, you show up, you, you commit the time, you get there and you start to serve or you start to help. And then something tells you to raise your hand, right? Like you're going to, you're going to say, Hey, I have an idea, right? And then the moment that you speak, you're shut down. Has anyone, has that ever happened to you before? You, you raise your hand and you're like, I think I have an idea. But then they, they nip it right there. And then they're like, yeah, sit back down. Nope, no, 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 no. What does that do to you? It makes you feel some type of way, right? Like you're like, well, either I don't, I'm, my opinion's not valued. It doesn't matter. This is pointless. There are a number of things that we do that we say to ourselves and you know, let's be honest, sometimes whenever our leaders do those things to us, a lot of times it's unintentional, right? Maybe they're, they, they're focusing on themselves, right? That's the barrier to connection, right? They're focused on themselves. Maybe it's time, whatever. But you're over there going, God, I want you to think about that. Because obviously you can't control other people's actions, right? But you can only control yours. So whenever you were in a situation where someone does that to you, how are you opening up an opportunity for them to go, hey, how can I serve? How can I contribute? Because if I don't let our team know what I know, or if I don't let them know how I'm feeling, if I'm feeling overwhelmed, how can they help, right? How can they step and how can they contribute? Good communicators inform people and make them a part of what they're go what's going on so that they can buy in and so that they can go, you know what? No, I, I, I want this to happen or I, I want to be able to contribute in some way. So those are the four barriers to you. Um, I don't know which one of those relate to you the most. Um, I would say for myself, um, definitely um, control is an issue for me sometimes because I've got that, you know, that high functioning anxiety that just creeps this little head up every so often and doesn't want me to ask for help. I'm working on that, I promise. Okay. Um, and also uh, that, that assumption, because sometimes I realize, like sometimes I just assume and I really shouldn't. Um, we all have different perspectives and I have to keep myself open-minded to that. So I don't know which one of those four relate to you, but I hope you guys got some value out of this.